Well, and again, the big scary moment was supposed to be Gigantosaurus or Giganotosaurus or however they were saying it. And this was the one that Colin Trevorrow went on record saying that he wanted to be the Joker version of a dinosaur. And you saw this person, you saw that dinosaur for all of 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. You may fire when ready. What exactly is it that they do? Welcome to the podcast that gives you a fresh perspective on movies, comics, and pop culture. We aren't afraid to give you an honest take and won't pull any punches. This is Films in Black and White. Welcome to Films in Black and White, everybody. <laughs> How are you all feeling? That was uh, I appreciate the mouth sounds for this Thanks. one because uh, because that was that was very timely. It was very appropriate, Thanks. and it just it brought a different vibe, which I, I absolutely appreciate. We are super excited to be with y'all. Super excited uh, for those who are potentially watching the live stream whenever now or later, what have you. And remember, you can always watch the live stream by going to patreon.com slash films in black and white. You yeah. can see our lovely names for this particular episode. Uh-huh. Um, I am joined by Jarellasaurus. Jarellasaurus. A, a one Marcus J. Destin. Marcus, how you feeling, sir? I'm I'm good. Doug Douglasaurus. Is that how you pronounce that? I Doug? guess so. We're gonna I, go with it. Okay, Douglasaurus. Uh yeah, I'm I'm good, man. I'm I'm uh, we got a dominion to discuss. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a it's gonna be a thing. So yeah. I'm good, but how are you doing? It was a hot day today, Doug. How did you handle the it was, heat? It was very hot. Was um, I I handled the heat by being indoors and working. Yeah, um, but we did take the kids to the pool, the local pool oh. today. Shout out to Prentice Plunge. So that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so that was cool. It was nice. Um. I don't we are so lucky that we live in a place that has such a nice pool like that and it's yeah. well maintained and um it's not was like it packed? That. Surprisingly, no. That's I think it surprising. was just I think a lot of folks were staying like when it gets that hot, you're in either two camps. You're like, let's go find any way to cool down. Right. Or right. you're I'm not leaving out leaving the house or else I will melt. You are That's one true. of those two things. Yeah. Yeah. Um That's but Marcus, true. I also have a question. Was it your first day in your new job today? No, it's tomorrow. Today oh. was my last day of uh, my two-week vacation. Okay, so it's been a lot of alone time with Marcus. A lot, okay. of, uh, a lot of it's a it's been a lot. I did like a trial therapy, mobile therapy session. Okay, how was that? Uh, uh, interest. It was very interesting. Okay. I was just I, I just you know finding somebody. Luckily, I found somebody like first go. Yeah. Um, and now I'm trying to determine if I'm gonna keep going. It's been like oh, I did yeah. it for you know whatever, but um, I don't know. It was interesting. Well, it was good. interesting. It was like a good interesting. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to get out of my own head, but I start tomorrow in my new position. That's that's fun. That's exciting. And kudos yeah. to you for scratching that itch. There are some folks that yeah. are like, I want to try, but I'm really scared. And I'm not yeah. gonna. So kudos to you for 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 looking into it. So I just thanks. I just hope it was an official app because I just feel like I just googled <laughs> something. So I could have been literally talking to a complete stranger with a phone, some but it felt good and... to just vent to. Uh, yeah, yeah, to to the random person, I guess, if it's not an official app. Some guy in the middle of Idaho that just yeah. was really good at coding and was yeah. like, "I'll get him. I'll mm-hmm. get him. I'll take um, him, lady. I'm not doing anything." Right, <laughs> yeah. right. 
Awesome. Mm -hmm. um, well, Marcus, uh, no. we are missing uh, a member of this particular uh, heat, this particular establishment. We could say that one of our dinosaurs is in a different part of the park today. Um, and it's because one Brian Roush mm -hmm. is dealing with some severe weather yeah. over there in the Chicagoland area. We are glad that he is safe. Yeah. Um, but his internet's been going in and out and his kids have been rattled. So Brian is just being where he needs to be mm -hmm. right now. And that is totally fine. Um, so we're I going just saw to... a wild video of lightning striking Wrigley Field in Chicago. Oh, shit. And I said, oh, well, that, yeah, Brian yep. should probably just say fuck this podcast and be safe. <laughs> just hunker down because yeah. there are some things that are more important than the pod. And yeah. your safety is number it's, one. On yeah, number one, number one, number <laughs> one. Um, but Marcus, we yeah. have a quote. Nice. to get to for this particular week yeah. we have a patty family submitted quote for catch that quotable catch and so, quotable. yeah so i'm super excited to read it to you and i am wondering are you ready sir i'm ready okay even though some of you are pretty thin you all have fat hearts and that's what matters oh god okay all right some of even though some of you are pretty thin some of you have fat hearts, and that's all that matters. Clearly a comedy. I think it has to be, right? Like, yeah. it has to be a comedy overall. Mm -hmm. And the person saying this could be overweight. Like, it could be a big, fat person saying the yeah to make it hit a little bit more. I don't know. Yeah. I don't I, know. I'll say this. Okay. I think that this movie is a comedy that I watched growing up called Heavyweights. Is that the one with the camp with Ben yes, Stiller? Is yes. The, is the, okay. Yeah. I okay. think this is heavyweights because this sounds like a, because there were a couple of like thin people in that. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it was a, like, even some of you, even though some of you are pretty thin, you all have fat hearts. This feels very like, um, like they're giving a speech, but they're trying to make sure everybody feels included. Okay. You know what? I feel like that's right. And I can't say what you're going to say. Okay. So I want to feel like this is a, <laughs> Jack Black movie, but I don't have a okay. Jack Black movie to pick, so I don't know. It feels it feels like kind of like that sense of humor. Yeah, so I want to say heavyweights too. Okay, that's Maybe. totally fine. Yeah. Oh, what we oh, are both God. we're both wrong. Okay, we're both well, wrong. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right, M Marcus. This is you're not gonna believe what this Jesus is from. Christ. Marcus, this is from the movie Pitch Perfect, and it is said by Rebel Wilson. Okay. And she said all to the girls singing. Okay. Fat Amy says, even though some of you are pretty thin, you all have fat hearts. Okay. I and wouldn't have known that. I have not seen Pitch Perfect enough to know that. I feel like I saw it once. Yeah. And that was pretty much. And I feel like I saw it once because of the hype. Yeah. The hype associated. And that was in the height of the like singing acapella. Yeah. Yeah, Man. when they had that, you remember the acapella show they had? Like yeah. the uh, the they would compete against each other. Who was that? Nick? Nick? Who used to host that? That wasn't Nick Cannon, was it? No, not Nick Cannon. I was thinking, uh, who used to date Jessica? Uh, Nick and Jessica? Oh, oh, Nick Lachey. Nick Lachey. Did there Nick Lachey host that? I don't, I don't know. know. I can't remember. But I was yeah. very away from it. Because I was it, too. Because it was very Glee Club, like, and it was that very show <laughs> that it was very much that TV show Glee. Yeah. I. I might alienate some folks that listen to this podcast, but yeah. Marcus, I could not stand that show. I I never, I have, I still to this day have not watched it. My god sister loved Glee. Okay. I did not get into it. Yeah, I, it was I, not I my bag. No, it wasn't mine either. Yeah. This had to be, I think I only saw Pitch Perfect one 
one time because yeah. Pitch Perfect Two was coming out, and they were they were showing that movie. Yeah, so that's how I saw it. This came out in two thousand nine, I think. Yeah. Glee seemed like it was on the end of uh, it was maybe like uh on the end of its season during that time. Yeah, it probably was on its way out. Two thousand twelve was when this came out. Okay, but yeah, I agree with you. Pitch. I, I feel like it was. We were very much. It sort of reinvigorated the hype train that was um, acapella groups and acapella singing competitions. Damn, so. Glee went on the 2015. Yeah, it was yeah, for a while. Seasons. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, it was a while. But there you go. Thank you to the Patty family for that submitted Shout quote. Out to you, yeah. Patty add, add it to the list of movies that we don't remember well yeah. enough to no. be able to see. Nope. So. Yeah, and here's my thing. Y'all know I have a fear about rewatching certain movies because true. One, if if I don't like it, I'm not going to rewatch it. And yeah. if I really like it, I'm scared to rewatch it because I'm afraid <laughs> I'm going to hate it again or I'm not going to like it as much as the first time. It's a weird fear for me and I'm yeah. just like let you know how much I love movies, but we don't know every single movie. Y'all. You know what it is for me? My fear is the opposite. Like oh, my, okay. my fear is like I'm scared to try things that other people like that I okay. haven't seen because I'm worried I'm going to hate it. Yeah. You know what I'm, I mean? Yeah. I'm if big on like, that with series. I hate ooh, watching yeah. series. I am not a series watcher. I will watch like Obi-Wan and like the some of these limited series, like the Marvel stuff we discuss. Yeah. But don't ask me about Ozark. Don't ask me about. No, I, like I know I can't do yeah. it. Uh-uh. Yeah. And I and I'm also that that way. I'm only that way with a lot of things. Like I don't want to offend the person because I feel mm-hmm. like if they come to me, it's like, oh man, did you watch such and such? It was on HBO, and I'm like, no, I just forgot. I got busy. Like I'll make up every excuse yeah. just so that way I don't have to tell this person that I did not like the movie no. that they loved. No. So no. Um, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm all set. I'm, I'm all okay. set. Um, but Marcus, yeah, you gave us some homework. I did. Today. I also want to bring up a random topic to you, dude. Please, I, just, I would love to hear about your random topic. If you don't follow us on TikTok, please follow us on TikTok at Films in Black and White. You know, yeah, we're gonna say that at the beginning of the pod. Um, we have three faces on there now. We're all talking about a variety oh, of yeah. different things. It's it's a really fun time. I just made a TikTok before we hopped on here. Oh, look at on you! Page because I just got some news from the Hollywood Reporter. Okay. okay, what's I'm your gonna news? Re- I'm going to read this to you. Joker 2. Yes. Fill in the blank. Blank is in early talks to join Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips in blank sequel. The first blank is an actress. The second blank is the type of sequel. Can you please give me answers to both? Okay. Yeah. So it's got to be. I've also stayed on this a little bit too. So I'm using, okay. I'm pulling in some of my knowledge. Like Let's I know it. that they, they called this, it was a French phrase that mm-hmm. meant like the misery of both. And mm-hmm. it was to describe like an affliction mm-hmm. um, that where like people share common, like they find commonality in somebody else. So I feel like this mm-hmm. is alluding to a, like a Harley Quinn introduction. Mm-hmm. It definitely feels that way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Agreed. I feel like they could go a random direction with it. Okay. Something that we wouldn't expect. I don't think that, um, what's the woman who's been taking DC on her back since day one? Uh, Margot, uh, Margot Robbie. Robbie. Yeah. yeah. I don't think Margot Robbie. Yeah. Okay. okay. I think it's somebody else. I think Margot Robbie is too, for the Todd Phillips version of Joker, I think mm-hmm. she's too, too playful, bright and poppy. Yeah, for sure. I for sure. That's what it is. For yep, sure. I think she's got something else going on. For sure. Oh, but who could be playing opposite Joaquin Phoenix for that? Mm-hmm. It's got to have somebody who has like the acting chops to be able to do it. Yeah. 
I don't know why. Okay. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. Uh-huh. But there's a part of me that thinks that Jennifer Lawrence could be the one mm. that you could pull in for that. Okay. She she okay. has enough. She has she's a phenomenal actress. Yes. She has she's able to play off with stronger male leads. I mean, if you mm. think about the Silver Linings playbook, that was That's a very true. like Bradley Cooper and her did mm-hmm. a great job going back and forth. Mm-hmm. So part of me thinks Jennifer Lawrence is the actress. Okay. Now, the second space. Is the second space describing like what kind of movie it is? Mm-hmm. They're not calling this a comedy, are they? No, they are not. You ready okay. for the answer? I am ready for the answer. Joker 2. Okay. Lady Gaga in early talks to join Joaquin Phoenix, Todd Phillips in musical sequel. That's an exclusive from the Hollywood Reporter. We might have to stop the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I literally made the TikTok and all it's me saying is, what the hell is going on? Like, first of all, here's my personal opinion. We, I, Marcus Jarrell Destin, didn't need a Joker 2 sequel. I'm sorry. Joker 1, good for what it was worth. It was great. Awesome. And it did so well. Of course, you're maybe supposed to get a sequel. But here's another it's another lane and another company of doing your side characters without the main person it's like sony doing all these spider-manless movies you have a joker that with no batman yeah yeah no batman references no nothing you just have but like what is joker without the batman so that's my first thing and then a musical i i'm not even mad at lady gaga i'm not lady gaga the lady gaga Awesome. I know not, that she can act. Not mad about it. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't care for her role in um, House of Gucci, but that her that. role in House of Gucci and the reason why I didn't care for it wasn't her fault. It was the writing. I, oh, I thought okay. that I didn't care for the writing much, okay. but she's a good actress. I just mm. the musical thing is what bugs me. Yep. Yep. I don't know how you made a complete one. Why? I don't know why. And, 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 and the French thing kind of gave me like a uh, what is that one French play? That Hugh Jackman was the lead in Les Miserables. Uh, yeah, that's kind of thank you. That's the vibe that I got from that yeah. title of maybe that's the tone that they're going. And it it could be a glove story, which would be interesting. It's it's Harley Quinn, and she's supposed to be Harley Quinn. I don't know if I said that. I, I mean, it's gotta be. She's right. gotta be. And so you right? were spot I mean, on that, with that. Yeah, that's it's gotta be. I mean, there's no reason. Yes. Why it wouldn't be? Yes, they would. But, they, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess. I mean. I'm, there's a very specific comic book like frame or cover mm-hmm. that I'm thinking. Yep, that's the exact one that they used. The black all black background. Oh, Joker. I'm... Yep. That one with Harley Quinn in the I mean, black uh, and the I'm red. In, for for uh, good and bad, I'm in Todd Phillips' brain right now. Yeah. Um, yep. Yep. So I just wanted to say that. Do with that I mean, information what you will. I suppose the only way you could introduce that scene and you mm-hmm. could put that on a poster with mm-hmm. A Joaquin Phoenix Joker and a Lady Gaga Harley Harley Quinn. It'll sell is to, itself. Is to make it a musical, but part of me also wonders, like to kind of your point, like did I enjoy the Joker? Absolutely, I did. Absolutely. I thought it was good. Absolutely. Did I think it was pretty bold? It was a bold. There were some bold choices made. One hundred percent. Absolutely, I did. For sure. Did I think that there needed to be? I felt like what Todd Phillips did 
with his first movie was he did enough of this to make us all, at least those of us who are like big Batman fans and mm-hmm. that world and that universe, for lack of a better world, that world, we got to do a lot of this like, oh man, and can you believe? And man. like, I wonder if, like we got to do that sort of like, I can't believe it. I wonder, does this mean mm-hmm. like all of that type of stuff? And part of me really likes it when movies do that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to spell everything out for us. That mm-hmm. it lets us kind of like let our mind. There's a quote from the movie Boogie Nights, if you ever seen it, um, that, that somebody said, your mind is the biggest erogenous zone. Like mm-hmm. what you think is taking place on camera or even off camera mm-hmm. is sometimes better than what a director could show. Mm-hmm. Part of me goes, if this is a love story musical about Joker and Har- Harley Quinn, quit digging you hit oil like you're that's fine it's gonna mm-hmm. write itself it's gonna sell itself mm-hmm. but there's also a part of me that thinks because i heard some news recently that the person taking over like dc films probably as part of this wb discovery mm-hmm. plus merger mm-hmm. wants to put todd phillips at the center of it of what the universe fuck no yeah i've read no. that hang on I, give no. me your thoughts on that i want to pull that oh, up because i don't want to my ass. listen i don't have anything against todd phillip but from his track record of the movie types everything is gonna feel like taxi because i i just don't i don't or like i don't know if i want that to be the tone for every single superhero like dc movie that means everything is grounded nothing how do you make a superman with a todd phillips I, ooh, how do you I, make a flash how do you make a wonder woman does can. everything need an existential crisis or a mental breakdown or some type like in your movies i don't i don't, I, I don't know that's i don't think that that's the per- you had somebody you did you did you have somebody. wasted it and you, you did. wasted this shit yeah so here's so here's what so here's what I have. Here's the exact quote. So this comes from Geek Tyrant, but if you search Todd Phillips DC Universe, it there's a ton of articles on this, like the direct and others, slash film. A lot of other folks pick this up. And essentially, the theme is is that David Zaslov, who is the new lead after the merger with Discovery, essentially said that He's, quote, asked Todd Phillips, the multi-fenerate who created the 2019 billion-dollar grocer Joker, to do more in the DC universe, potentially acting as an advisor, though he will not serve in an executive capacity. Um, a knowledgeable source says that Phillips and Zaslav has disco- have discovered a rapport, though Phillips is not an expert in the broader DC universe. Then they also said that Zaslav kind of wants Phillips to be the Kevin Feige of for DC going forward <laughs> without, without <laughs> your response is my favorite um, there. I mean, that's kind of, and that's just, it's rumored like nothing is set in stone. Nothing is confirmed, but that seems to be the, the angle that they want to take with it. Now. I mean, we've talked on this podcast several times about how, they need someone like Kevin Feige to take these reins going forward. Um, this episode is officially called the one that disappoints Marcus. Like, <laughs> cause the movie was kind of a bummer. This news is a little bit of a bummer. Um, but yes, that is, that is the rumor mill surrounding this as well. So again, getting a big wig, like lady Gaga, making this a musical very much seems like a, no, 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 you go ahead and be weird with it. Just please advise us going forward. Help us develop continuity. What is he advising and what continuity? His own version 
is yeah. separate from the expanded universe that's already created. For sure. There it literally was meant to not tie in. Yes. Because DC at the time was making decisions of we're gonna let these directors that are independent directors come in yep. and, and direct their own individual and it'll be in a separate type of universe. Yep. Okay. Yep. Cool. I get that. Then you give me like an indie kind of feeling when it comes to this, you know, Joker movie, and I get it. Cool. Great. Awesome. Where? What the fuck is he? I'm sorry, Todd Phillips, and I don't want to take this person. I ain't, this, this ain't nothing. No, it's not to you. personal. It's, it's nothing to you. But what is he advising? Yeah. If, do I have to get a manic depressed Superman as well? Like, what does like? I don't know how you create these hopeful comic book characters yeah. with the genre and the background that. He had, he doesn't, he, it said he doesn't know anything about the extended universe. Right. So I, I, I agree with you. I think, I don't think this is your guy. Like, I think, what? I think that if, if you wanted someone to be your guy, Matt Reeves was your guy. Is like, he I your think, guy? Because, sorry, Doug. No, is he fine. your guy because of money? Because they he did made say, Joker I mean, what it was? This, this, this article from Geek Tyrant does, and it's sort of like a news slash kind of op-ed. It does seem to be that it could, he, the guy who wrote the article is speculating that like, because Phillips wrote Joker, that he was able to write it, that he knows how to tell a compelling story with a DC character that can earn a billion dollars. One, that's not one character that's not connected. Mm -hmm that is attached to another character yep. that is a main lead that you did not use. Correct. Why not use Matt Reeves as your Again. Yep. advisor? Yep. Because then Matt Reeves can't, Matt Reeves has already made interest in creating the bat family. Okay. Yep. So then just continue to advise him on how you tie in. Hey Matt, while you're developing these Batman movies, can you lead it into a bigger world? Hey, yes, I, I know your world is grounded, but then can you blow the minds of your grounded world by introducing a fucking alien? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just don't I, think I, it's I, that hard. Like, I don't what think the hell. I don't think Todd Phillips is the guy for this. I think he's a again, it's not personal. Yes, he's a phenomenal personal. writer. Yeah, his movies are awesome. Like, I've yes. loved most of what he has done. Done overall, there's not one of his that I've seen where I've been like, "Fuck that guy." It just seems to me that it's like. There are other choices you could have made. Like, let's go with James. If you, if we've, I've done this on this, on this podcast before, I'm pretty sure I still have the notes from it of like, if we go through and we look at the billion dollar grossing movies over time, um, Aquaman. So James Wan could be your other choice to do this again. If it's money, right? It's Aquaman. It's James Wan. And then it's the Batman like after that, that are, that are the most recent, but you went with Todd Phillips on that. So I'm just, I'm kind of surprised that that's the, the choice that they're making with it. I'm over it. <laughs> DC will just, DC will not get it right. I think so long as they do, I think there's a difference and we've talked about this difference till we're blue in the face, but I think I want to reiterate a difference. It seems to me and Disney is guilty of how it makes its movies to appease its Chinese audience. Mm -hmm. So they are not innocent. I will say though, it does seem to me that Kevin Feige is concerned with story first dollars. Second, yep, second, if you tell a good story, you will get the dollars. But first what they did was developed a good foundation. Yeah. And that is what DC continues to skip steps 
Yep. You continue to skip steps and not, and you create a faulty foundation. There's a saying or something about building a house on sand. A fool builds their house on sand. Yeah. And so like you won't, you won't build a good foundation to, you always want to rush it or you don't think bigger picture or you don't think all of your character. You just said that Superman was an underused character. Yeah. And then the first name that you tie out to advise is Todd Phillips. Yeah. Yeah. I will also say this, that I went and I checked out this slash film article and slash film is um, a little bit more reputable. They have mm -hmm. much more people not to downplay geek tyrant. That was just mm -hmm. the first one I clicked on. They did say in, and, and slash film makes this point of saying like, as of right now, CEO David Zaslov has only asked Todd Phillips to quote unquote, do more. The speculation that he's an advisor is coming from people looking on the outside in. All they've said is do more, which I, is fine. Yes. So I, I'm not mad if they go this route and then we can move on. No, if, they, if Todd Phillips, if have Todd Phillips, this is what Marcus would do if I was a CEO. Sure. Okay, he can make a good Joker movie. Yep. Have him just advise a series of villainous movies. Sure. So next, yeah. instead of a, in, when you do Joker 2, then have him advise maybe a Lex Luthor story where yeah. you're casting the Lex Luthor that you want to be a part of your bigger Superman universe. Yeah. Give him this darker backstory that could be rated R, that could be the dark. Because Lex's story, if you really look into it, he was abused by his father. He was, mm -hmm. you know, there's so many different versions of it. Smallville like, did Lex's a great story. Smallville did yes. a great version at hinting at that. Yes, they did a really good version of, of him being abused by his father and his father being abused by his father. And it's like a whole storyline. You could do a Lex Luthor. You could do all of the mm -hmm. villains of your favorite heroes, giving them this darker background. Yeah then introducing them to a more PG then before you introduce them to a more PG 13 role, then you have this role. Then you have movies that are like, no, 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 they were fucking shit up in that rated R. Then, you know, they have mm -hmm. to tone it down for this, like the, the bigger mainstream movie. Yeah. That would be okay. Have Todd Phillips do that kind of run because I still would like a Brian Cranston to be like a Lex Luthor an older be cool. Lex Luthor. I really think he would be really a good. Especially against, uh, yeah. Especially against like a Henry Cavill Superman. Yeah. An older Lex Luke, because the thing is they were too close together with the casting and, and Jesse Eisenberg would have been a better Riddler than he was a Lex Luthor. Oh but yeah. Neither here nor there. Yep. Um, I would like that kind of advising, but advising the whole universe and having him be related. Now he did. They didn't say this. The article said it, but right. him being the Kevin Feige. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's, no, I'm that's sorry. all speculation at this yeah. point. Um, what I would do would be, similar is not just have Todd Phillips advise on like the villain, the villain mm -hmm. side of things mm -hmm. have Todd Phillips. Then after he's brought in to do that, to co-write these superhero, mm -hmm. like the introduction of the hero component of it, because while I think man of steel is awesome, mm -hmm. we kind of have this point now where we get a lot of superhero origin stories when they're opposite of villain at that time. Like yeah. we see their, they're figuring out their powers and their rise to actually being who they are. And then they move forward. Todd Phillips tells compelling stories about villains and he can make, he's found a way to make villains relatable. Mm -hmm. So I think if you have someone like that on that end, that the audience can identify with in your hero movie, that movie does better. I still think Joker is, a, I'm going to disagree with you on that only because that Joker seems to be a special case. And because he did it with one, sure. I don't understand. I don't know how you can do that with anybody that's not the Joker. And I we've had this discussion 
a thousand times over about yeah. the uh, whatever they make Joker into now. They try right. to make him into this anti-hero, but at the end of the day, this motherfucker made him into a, a dinosaur. Yeah, yeah, like he's. Oh, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I, the other side of this is that I think we will see. I think we will see that in Thor: Love yeah. and Thunder. Yeah, I think. Gore the God Butcher, I've heard, is probably Taika Waititi has described him as the most relatable villain. Yeah. Thanos was a little bit relatable, he where he had a little. hard time disagreeing with him. Yeah. I think what we have not seen yet is we haven't seen the DC version of that besides the mm. besides Joker, and that's because of previous mistakes and misadventures of Josh Whedon and the WB bunch. Misadventures, like <laughs> misadventures, the misadventures. Misadventures of Josh Whedon and the DC Bunch. Like that seems to be so where they're going sick. with that. Yeah, great. Anyway, I'm glad I, I'm glad I, I could, could be glad disappointed I could... by my own news. Which I'm is glad kinda... I could... no, no, your news was interesting. Mine was, hey, Doug, Marcus is Marcus is having a pretty good day so far. Would you like to ruin it? I am, I am just so. I, I made an accidental choice. It's okay. It's all right. This is what we're here for, y'all. Well, then, since you know, and since we're sticking with disappointment. Yeah, let's just move into the movie. Let's like, just go let's, right into let's it. Let's just move into it. I don't yeah. need to give everything away. And yes. spoiler alert right now, if you have not seen Jurassic World Dominion, put a pin in it and put a pin in the podcast. Come back to us later because um, we are going to talk about it. But Marcus, this was this was interesting. So you and I last night saw Jurassic World Dominion we in did. the theater. Shout out to Vermilion Theaters. Shout out to Verm Theaters, man. And, and here's, oh, I want to say this before we get started. The opinions we give are only ours. That's okay? also a good point. Um, and we develop our own opinions both together and individually as a podcast. Okay. So uh, oftentimes you may hear us all agree to a point because we all may have a similar taste right. in what we look for in movies. And we all have a different connection to movies that are all pretty much similar, which is why we do a podcast because we're it all works. related together. It works. Um, but that does not mean that. You have to take our word for it, nor does it mean don't go 100%. to the movies because I don't want this podcast to come out and take away business from local theaters. OK, oh, I true. Want, I want you all to like no matter what our opinion is, I, what the main thing is, we are the the appetizer. Yeah, you are supposed to go and discover the full meal for yourself. Right. So I want we want you to go out watch a movie, come back and in our comments or whatever. Tell us, no, y'all were kind of, this. I disagree with y'all. Yeah, Not we were and wrong, please do. Like, hey, we disagree with y'all. I disagree with y'all. This is what I liked about it. Don't take away from. I don't want to take away from Verm Theaters and the business and all of this or anybody's enjoyment. Anybody else or somebody anybody's must, enjoyment. Somebody must really. Somebody could really love dinosaurs. Yes. And yes. in every breath of that, this shit floats their boat, and that's yes. fine. Like we don't. I think that's the other thing is like I'm. That's why we don't give a rating. People yep. ask me like, "Well, do you give it like a stars rating on a numerical rating?" It feels weird to give a rating when we're kind of saying like this is just our opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, we don't want to give it an official rating, so that's why we say like go check it out, let us know what you thought, let us know if we were wrong. But that's a great point, Marcus. Yeah. We don't we don't want anybody to take away from anybody's enjoyment or anybody's business. No, because end of the day, we are called films in black and white, not just because I'm black and they're white, but also because it's there's there's an there's it's about the gray area you uh -huh. know what i mean like yep. everything the movies aren't black and white and that's the point that's the ta-da of the yep. whole yep. thing is you're gonna love some you're gonna hate some and there's some you're gonna be right in between with and that's it's up to you to figure out what it means to you okay? absolutely right so marcus we yep. saw jurassic world dominion yeah, we sure and did. so please 
relegate us with your barbershop summary for Jurassic World Dominion. Okay. So what had happened was (laughs) dinosaurs are now in the world that we live in. Okay, they let these motherfuckers loose. If you've seen Fallen Kingdom, 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 if you've seen Fallen Kingdom, they let them loose and now they're in the world. Okay, and so they are coexisting with us. And this movie is looking at what it's supposed to look like when these dinosaurs coexist with us in this world. All right. So what has changed since this has happened now, ever since not only that, there is a clone daughter that is out there that people are looking for. Okay, so we talked about this the last part what they 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 are making it a bigger deal that there's a clone out there walking talking breathing and and the owen and claire are now parents i guess so now they're parents of this clone their parents quote unquote they are parents of this clone all right so basically um they're trying to keep the clone safe what her name is uh her her name is uh it's, it's not Maddie. What is her name? It's Maisie. Maisie. It's Maisie. Yep. Her name is Maisie. I don't want to just keep saying the clone. Her name is Maisie. <laughs> all right. And so Maisie is trying to expand and see the world. And she's like, you can't keep me here forever. And they're just like, no, we're just trying to keep you safe. Blue yep. the Raptor is free in this world and is doing her own thing and is able to have a baby by herself. Immaculate conception. Um, and so uh, <laughs> the, the, as, as Doug Wagner, we'll talk about that a little bit later. So there's immaculate conception. All right. Blue I mean, yeah. is able to have a baby by herself they have a baby blue which they named beta the baby blue beta gets kidnapped along with the clone so now yep. there's this big company called bio biosyn biosyn who um released these locusts all right they released these big ass dinosaur locusts that they created and the locusts are eating all of the crop that they didn't make so they're trying to call a pain uh they're trying to cause like a food pandemic and make yep. it so that they run the food like they run all of the food ordering and all the other stuff like that like it's got to come from them so the locusts are eating up all the food and they're destroying the fucking ecological system and all this other shit there's a they kidnap the Maisie and they also kidnap beta so they they the they want to like study their genes and all this yeah. other shit on how they can fix genes and, and sickness and all this other shit because Maisie's mom, you know, was able to do that shit. And that's how Maisie came to be was impregnating herself with Maisie and then change <laughs> Maisie's DNA so that she had none of the sickness that her mom had. And then beta, they wanted, they, they got to figure that shit out with the locusts and all this other shit. So they get to this big old place. Yep. Um, they, then, I've, of course, because of the dinosaur movie, everything goes wrong. They get to yep. the big place, uh, and, and there's an evil guy, and the evil guy wants to control everything, and he's got assassins mm-hmm. and kidnappers and all the sh- other shit out in the world. There's a random pilot who, Jesus Christ, they are really going to make me do this to a black woman. <laughs> so, okay, whatever. <laughs> so, there's a pilot, then there's Owen, then there's the OGs from the original Jurassic Park, there's the yep. new Jurassic World, and everything is coming together. There's three apex predators, um, and really the whole movie is based around them trying to escape this sanctuary they're also trying to stop the bad person and get back the daughter and beta at the same time yeah. that's literally the and stop locust like it's li- literally a bible story i have no idea how we got here <laughs> if you ever wanted if you ever wanted bible story in your dinosaur story look no further than jurassic world dominion for that jurassic so. world genesis or like i don't understand like yeah Dominion yeah. is already a very like uh, Old Testament type it is. Of, old type of title. So they should have called it like Jurassic World Legion with the locusts, or like I don't understand. Like oh, I don't know. Right. I don't know. Or Jurassic World Sanctuary. I yeah. Mean, any of those things would yeah. have been better, I think. Than Jurassic Dominion. World. I, Amen. I I don't understand 
other than Jeff Goldblum's explicit quote of like, you know, now we're in their dominion besides yeah. calling it out explicitly like that. I didn't quite understand it. Um, Marcus, I want to give you the cast of this particular movie. Yeah. Um, just so everybody is on the same page. Chris Pratt comes back as Owen Grady. Bryce Dallas Howard is playing is played plays Claire Deering. Laura Dern comes back as Dr. Sattler. Sam Neill is Dr. Grant. Jeff Goldblum is Ian Malcolm. Dewanda Wise plays mm-hmm. Kayla Watts. Uh, Mamadou Athi plays Ramsey Cole. Um, is- Isabella Sermon plays Maisie Lockwood. And Campbell Scott plays Lewis Dodson. And then B.D. Wong comes back and reprises his role as Dr. Henry Henry. Woo. Uh, overall box office for this particular movie, according to People Magazine, reported today, uh, it basically opened to $143 million at the box office this weekend. Um, it is the second biggest opening weekend of the year to hmm. date. Um, Marcus, I mean, what did you think about this movie? Like, rather than doing yeah. like good and bad, thoughts coming out the gate. Let's start with maybe things you liked, but thoughts coming out the gate. I, I, I really, I wanted more for this movie. Okay. As a Jurassic Park fan, I'm going to yes. say off the rip, I was disappointed. Okay. If going first thoughts. That's fine. Um, it, it just, I really, really did want more to what they called an epic conclusion to the Jurassic era. That's true. Been three yep. decades since the original, since the original mm-hmm. Jurassic Park came out. Yep. Um, and we've been in this Jurassic World trilogy since the beginning, you know, since like, uh, yeah. well, you know, when the first one came out. But like, yeah, it's been a while and I really yeah. wanted more for this. So what I here's what I say about all of Jurassic World. I think they had good character growth and maybe development a little bit, maybe yeah. not development necessarily, because I kind of disagree with that. Yeah. But your casting, I think, was good. I'll say that sure. overall. I think while I'm not. I'm still not convinced on Chris Pratt being like a lead hero, the like the lead, you know, meat, what they call him, like a meat, whatever, like the sexy guy, the sexy guy, the, the sexy meathead. Yeah, the sexy meathead. I don't know if I'm completely sold on that, me personally, which I is perfectly fine. On that. But I think that your casting is good with Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah. I think with him, they balance each other well. They seem to look, you know, realistically fit. Sure. I think Maisie was a great actress, a great young actress in the role. And I think you had good stories this whole trilogy. Yeah. That's where I'll start with what I like. Sure. I think that, and I will, I think that what what the original Jurassic Park did was Jurassic Park made you scared of a technology that we didn't understand and mm-hmm. someone abusing something without fully understanding it. I think that that was a... That was a great, especially for that point in time with Mm -hmm. where we were with things. I think that there was a lot of like, oh, shit, they don't even want to try to get this before they start rolling it out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, sort of the the consequences associated. Yeah. What I think Jurassic World as a series. So one, two and three did an excellent job of doing was they did a good job of like the business side of it, of Mm. saying like this is a technology that most people can understand or at least understand the concept of, Mm -hmm. at least in our modern time. Mm -hmm. Now it's a people trying to abuse. It's basically, this felt more evils of the corporate world Mm -hmm. than it did evils of something we didn't get. Yeah. 
and and yeah. I think the best point of that is with the locust story arc. It's yeah. silly and fucking weird to have in a dinosaur movie. And if mm-hmm. you had asked me if I was going to see giant bugs in a movie called Jurassic World, mm-hmm. I would have said probably not. Mm-hmm. I would have been wrong. But I think I think that sort of like, well, no, of course they did. This isn't just about dinosaurs existing in the world it's they've understand and made the technology easy mm-hmm. easy at this point mm-hmm. so of course then if the technology is no longer the scary thing we now have to worry about corporate intentions mm-hmm. which i think is always going to be always terrifying overall always that's a yeah. great i think that's a that's awesome yeah that your explanation and breakdown of that is accurate as hell yeah. And, and that's part of what Claire struggles with this whole time is. Oh, yeah, for sure. She made a decision to be a part of this thing. And she still, even in this movie, was struggling with her 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 role that she played in all of this. Because it yeah. did begin with her, essentially. Not all yeah. of it, but it did begin with her when they opened Jurassic World and things yeah. went wrong. She's still struggling with that. And I do think that's a realistic struggle. Yeah, um, for sure. You know, your responsibility in a life altering, like a yes. world altering event of now, yeah. this isn't just like dinosaurs are stuck in an island. It's they're in the middle of nowhere, Texas. Mm-hmm. They're in so Colorado. Much so, so much so that they are going on missions to like free dinosaurs. Yeah. And they are breaking the law and trying to report all these. And it's like she struggles with this this entire movie. And that's her reasoning for being a part mm-hmm. of what she considers something bigger or like trying to help. Yeah. Um, and and kind of has her conclusion in this whole th- halfway conclusion. I don't think it, it's a full conclusion. It, no, it's not. I mean, you get the you get from her as the considered her counterpart, um, her counterpart, Laura Dern, who is, yeah. who is it, it gives her the advice of that's in the past. Now you got to move forward, mm-hmm. which OK, I well, a big it. thing about forgiveness and letting go, which yeah. is hard to do, but important. Right. Yeah. And so you would have thought to your point laws would be in place to prevent what happened in the original three movies. I'm glad you brought that up because this is, I don't want to, this isn't like, I don't, we're not transitioning into the bad, but this is part of my issue. I think with the movie overall is that especially with Dr. Sattler and Dr. Grant and Ian Malcolm working for Bielsen in this particular Mm -hmm. movie. My issue with this is that like at no point in time, did anybody step in to say, should we like we've done this before and this didn't work. Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. so why are we still doing all of this? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of that, that I was like, so no one's going to ask the question how Dr. Henry Wu is not like in jail. Mm -hmm. I don't understand. I mean, this whole movie feels like more of a redemption arc for him than it does anybody else. Yeah. I mean, you turn him into an anti-hero, I guess. Oh, Again. I mean, it feels that way. I mean, like, I remember in the brief clips, I didn't see all of the first Jurassic World, and I've been on record of that, but I feel like in brief clips, he was very much like, look at my cre like almost mm-hmm. like a Dr. Frankenstein, like a look at my creation, look at what I did. I mm-hmm. made something the world has never seen or done before. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. And in the second one, he's like, Yeah, I can do this. But like, maybe not for profit. Like, what if we did it to like help people? And in this one, he feels like a man who is broken, Mm -hmm. like sitting there being like in his cardigan. I'm going to I'm going to make this right. (laughs) 
Ooh, <laughs> fucked up. Like I feel like he's on the edge of tears for the majority. You ever talk to somebody who's just about to cry and you could hear like the wave in the voice to like I just not sure. It feels like he's like, I'm gonna make this your mom. And I, we're gonna make this right. Like and it's just this whole movie is watching a broken man try to fix his mistake. You know what's worse than talking to somebody who's on the verge of crying? What? Talking to somebody who sounds like they're on the verge of crying. <laughs> but they're fine. And but they're perfectly like, fine. Are you okay? Yeah, like, they're I'm just fine. like, are you yeah, okay? Mommy, I'm fine. Like, I'm, I'm actually having a great day. Like, why are you so whimpery? Like, what the fuck is going on? But yeah, you're right. It does feel like they did all of this for, yeah. okay, fuck it. This yeah. is what we're here for. Please. Don't pull no punches. I'm glad you did. I don't have a whole lot of good. But only because it is a movie about dinosaurs and it should be that simple. Yeah. But they ignored the dinosaurs and focused on fiery locusts. They focused on like eight other things. And eight other storylines. A redemption, a redemption romance, a redemption romance story with the original, with the OGs, not to mention a parental story with this new casting yeah, and, and locusts and dinosaurs and a redemption arc for Wong. Yeah, I would say it goes, it goes, are Maisie's, like, is Claire and Owen, are they really the parents? Then it goes, like, oh man, uh, Dr. Sattler and Dr. Grant might get together again. Then it goes into corporate greed, then it goes redemption arc for Wu. Then it goes for a pilot with a heart of gold, but a weird backstory. And then after that, it goes dinosaurs. Like it feels like those things before <laughs> we get to list. dinosaurs. And there's a part of me that's like, there's a dinosaur on the poster. There's a dinosaur like, like, <laughs> on the poster. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? There's like, a dinosaur. How did you miss this? Like this whole movie felt literally while we were watching this movie, there are scenes that feel like this movie was written so that these scenes could be filmed. Like, Ooh, yeah, perfect yeah. shots where, man, it might be a good, for example, near the end of the movie, yeah. there's a circular, it's supposed to be an a eclectic waterfall art the, piece, it was like waterfall. A, it was a waterfall in the entry mm -hmm. when they landed originally. Yes. So they have this circular waterfall. And it's a perfect, perfect, perfect circle. And at the end, when there's a battle between three of the apex predator predators, yep, the Tyrannosaurus Rex, you guessed it, walks and poses a little bit perfectly yep. in the circle, so it looks like uh -huh. the Jurassic Park logo. Yeah, yeah, we love it here. This is what I spent three movies watching Jurassic World uh -huh. was for that scene. Yeah. No, it's not. Yeah, I didn't need to see the logo in real life. No, I, no, I didn't I, it's need like, to see. There's that. the thing they did the thing. Like that's not a cheering moment in the theater of like, hey, no. they did the thing. They recreated the logo. The, like, uh, no, everyone was I'm like, I, I feel like most people in that theater with us were like, oh, cool. Yeah, <laughs> like that yeah. was it. Like yeah, it wasn't like anything more than that. Yeah, yeah. No. I, yeah, I'm with you on this one, Marcus. It's, I mean, we don't. I don't like to give anything away. I can find the good in most things. It was really great here. I'll get my other good out of the way. Yeah, before for I sure. Transition. Seeing the original three on screen together great. again was cool. Awesome. I they mean, were was, good. Gro growing up, loving Jurassic Park and having the original memorized like backwards and forwards. It mm -hmm. was nice to see Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler and Ian mm -hmm. again on screen and around dinosaurs again. Like mm -hmm. the last time you saw uh, Dr. Malcolm was in Jurassic Park 2. Dr. Grant was in Jurassic Park 3. And then that was it. 
and then kind of disappeared being actually like around dinosaurs. And so it was really cool to see them in that environment and what they had learned and what they had remembered and how that Mm -hmm. experience shaped how they felt here. That was a really cool experience overall. I think my, and the CG for the dinosaurs was good. Like it was was kind of cool seeing that. I mean, and especially I think being a dinosaur, Mm. I told Marcus this, but I was a dinosaur kid growing up. Like, um, I love, I ate, breathe, eat, breathe, and sleep dinosaurs. It was awesome. I had stencils on them on my wall. Like mm. I loved dinosaurs. So for me, like seeing a real dinosaur, like with feathers as in, as we have now read and understood them to be, mm-hmm. that was really, really cool. And that's it. There we are. <laughs> and, and I do. And <laughs> for some reason, the, you know, they, not for some reason, they still had a good chemistry, the original cast. Oh, yeah, for sure. I just wish that the new cast, <laughs> that was a backhanded compliment. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You're fine. I did like seeing the original cast together. Jeff Goldblum's I thought that they were not going to show up and be like, well, Marcus, I can't believe you said that. Why would you like, say that? Why did you say that? Like, he's not going to show up. I just wish, no, the original cast was great. Yes. And I do enjoy their growth and yes. as they adapted them to the times that we're living that they're we're living in now. Like yeah, oh, for sure. It was like, oh, you just never get used to, you know, seeing a dinosaur, yeah. a dinosaur, although they've been around dinosaurs a million times. Yep. What I wished was the new cast also got some more character development and growth because I feel personally that Owen didn't grow a lot over the span of three movies. He just he remained is, the he same. Is unchanged. He all like literally nothing has evolved he's now even him as a father you kind of see him being a little bit more protective of Maisie which is cool to see him in that role of like that's my daughter but he still seems like he's not really taking anything serious or rolling with I don't know how to explain it but there wasn't a lot of character growth for me there's no difference between that's my dinosaur and that's my daughter for him yeah that that's blue he treated his daughter like he treated blue and talk to them and talk to them the same Our next partner has a product I use literally every day. I started taking AG1 because I really don't like taking uh, a multivitamin. I always feel like I have to take six or seven different pills just to make sure that I'm getting a complete picture of vitamins and nutrients that I need to take on a daily basis. And it made it really easy and really simple to ensure that I was getting all the necessary vitamins to stay healthy and on top of my game. So, what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food-sourced superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of the things. I personally consume this because, as I mentioned, it is hard as a dad when you're constantly on the go to make sure that you're getting all your vitamins and nutrients and minerals, all the things you need to stay healthy and to keep showing up for your family. So it's really easy. I take it right away in the morning, right when I get back from the gym, and it really makes my day so much better. I also love the fact that it is super easy to bring with me uh, because, you know, travels become a new thing, especially now that the pandemic is kind of shifting into a new phase, and I love that. I can bring it with me. I really appreciate the fact that it contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no nasty chemicals or artificial anything, while still tasting good. I also really appreciate the fact that it costs them less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit um, and that is something really hard to find. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. 
That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com emerging. Again, that is athleticgreens.com emerging to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Yeah. And that's and again, that's why he doesn't seem like he grew at all, because he spent Jurassic World and Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom talking and treating Blue like it was his daughter and a member of his family, which, again, it makes sense mm-hmm. based on where he's at. Mm-hmm. But there's no part of me that's like. There's no there's a part of me that's like, you need to treat your daughter different. She's not mm-hmm. a fucking dinosaur, man. Yeah, you can't whip yeah. out your hand and be like, whoa, 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 put the phone down. That, that, Eyes on that, me, put the phone that, down. That, that, like you man. can't, you can't do that. Talk to the hand mm-hmm. bullshit, like with your kid. Mm-hmm. So there was a part of me that was like, he's had no arc. All he's learned is that he can talk to a dinosaur and a teenager the same way. And it was even in the movie it's they weird. have this moment of where it's like, oh, I'm going to talk to her. I'm going to talk to her about how she can't leave. And I was expecting this deep conversation or. This one-on-one conversation, he literally waited. They were whittling a stick, waited till the mom got outside and was like, you know, you can't go past the thing, right? And she was like, you're not my parents, and ran off. And he was like, oh, well, God, I tried. Well, yeah. Well, and, and, and the said, other thing what? is, it's like, as a parent, there's always, like, one way that you can always explain this. And they may listen to you and you may not. Mm-hmm. But there was one thing that, like, they never, ever said to Maisie, which I thought was weird, hmm. which was this. Hey, we love you a lot and we don't want you to get stolen and we don't want to be away from you. So we really don't want you to cross the bridge because we can't imagine our world without you. End of the fucking discussion. Mm. But you kept saying like, you know, like the world's dangerous and like, just fucking say it, man. Like that's, that's a, like you, it would be weird for him to tell a dinosaur that he loves her to also, therefore he sort of was like, well, I guess I can't tell the kid either. Cause mm-hmm. we're going to treat him the same for some reason. That's actually He's a really good point. They, they never, they never do say that, but they spend an entire movie. I'm, I'm supposed to feel compelled for them as parents. That yes. They went across the world to find Maisie. Oh yeah. But it more so felt like they went across the world for Maisie and beta. Does that make sense? They felt- made more of a promise and held more of a promise to a dinosaur closer yes. to that of your daughter. Your child in your mind and yeah. your dinosaur's child are both worth risking your life over. And for me, yeah, that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. Like again, I get it. Blue is a part of your quote unquote pack and she looks up to you, but she's kind of gone feral at this mm-hmm. point, as you can see by the interaction when blue shows up, when mm-hmm. um, Maisie's interacting with beta mm-hmm. She kind of doesn't even recognize or give a shit about you anymore because she has her own family to worry about. Mm-hmm. So there's a part of me that's like not important. Like you're holding up an end of the bargain that you never did to. And we never see that loop close of being able to move on from it until maybe the very end. And one could make an argument that like, no, he gave the dinosaur back. That's closing the loop. No, there that needed to stupid. be that. That's that's because that's I, the square peg round hole. I see what they were trying to do, which oh, was. Yeah. You and Blue grew up together. That's part of your pack. Blue and Owen. Yep. Those were those two. Yep. Now the third movie is Blue is a parent and Owen's a parent. That's how they both grew and they both have their own kids. So there's an understanding there. But there's really not an understanding there because even in Blue and Owen's story, 
there yeah. was no real you're right there was no real resolution like okay if you're gonna make that whole yeah. whole thing like a big thing you just basically had a random interaction with a dinosaur you did what you did with every other dinosaur yeah. in that movie you put your hand up you said whoa 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 whoa, whoa. oh fuck that and was calm so down and your re and and nothing was nothing was special about how you dealt with blue versus how you dealt with every other dinosaur that you encountered they made they tried to make him into some like fucking like dinosaur horse whisperer yeah. which i didn't understand no it wasn't just his and that's where i feel like even the argument of like his connection to blue being now different it's not different because he's going around treating every other Everybody dinosaur that way. Yeah. He puts his hands up and he says, yeah. eyes on me. And it's like, that's not how this fucking, like, you can't do that to everybody. No. Stop doing it. My, the dumbest fucking moment is that there's this giant fucking carnivore looking at him that came out of a cage wearing there in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And he tries to do the hand thing. And everybody else is running, and it's like, get the fuck out of there! Like, what, so what is what is wrong with you? I just stop wanted, it! Just I wanted one it. of those dinosaurs to just bite his fucking hand off because, I, like, what the hell is going? Like, why are you doing that with every single like? And then you set up a scene. I don't know if you do all of that to set up a scene because then Maisie does it when she runs into Beta, where it's daughter on, where it's child on child. I get the parallels. It's Grant Beta. It's Grant in front of Beta with Maisie and Owen and Grant and and Maisie both have their hands out trying to do the Chris Pratt thing and the whole scene is set up so you get the wide out shot of them doing the stance with the hand out like Owen does yeah and and by the way Dr. Grant should have no reason to do that no. at all no other than maybe he doesn't even know what the fuck that is not to mention he was literally chased by Velociraptors yeah. the last time he ran into one. So the, all of this top to bottom is just insane. I want to pivot us, if I may, because Owen's while Owen's storyline is insane. Um, the other part of this that is just complete jibber jabber is some of the fucking writing in this. Oh, yeah. Let's get to it. Which part? Where do you want to start, Doug? There's two. Okay. I'm going to start with there are moments in this movie where I'm not sure if it was written that way. I'm not sure if it was directed that way or what happened. But if I may for a moment, mm -hmm. Owen is talking to Claire in the cabin at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. Maisie has been stolen. <laughs> it's almost as if in the movie, like Claire forgot that she needed to go do something about it. Yep. Because Chris Pratt delivers this line to her. He's like, they took her. He took her. I didn't like him. He was shady. He took her. And Claire's like, wait, what? And then out of nowhere, Chris Pratt delivers this line like this. Go, go start the truck. Like yeah. it was like, yeah, like, and it's, 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 it was, it was just off. It didn't match with the rest of what they were saying. It was mm -hmm. like, go start the truck. Like there was mm -hmm. just no emotion in it. It felt like he was just shouting. So that's the first piece where I was like, was it, was it written that way? Was it acted that way? If it was acted that way, come on, Chris, like, mm -hmm. I, come on, like you mm -hmm. can do better than that. I've seen you yell as star Lord mm -hmm. in a way with emotion in your voice. Mm -hmm. So there's a part of me that says it was written that way. Like, mm -hmm. and um, which is worse, which is arguably worse. And the other reason why I think it's the writing is because we have to talk about the villain. We yeah. have to talk. Let's talk about how antsy he was. We have to talk about Campbell Scott playing Lewis Dodson. Jeez. Now, if you go and see this and you're like, man, where have I seen Campbell Scott before? That's because he's played every shitty scientist 
in just about every movie. Mm -hmm. Um, The higher, the best example of this is shitty scientist and dad to Andrew Garfield's (laughs) Spider-Man in the amazing Spider-Man and the amazing Spider-Man too. So if you, if he looks familiar, that's why this man has an exchange with a group of people that I have never seen in my life in real life. Yep. So, Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler are guests of Ian Malcolm at mm-hmm. Biosyn headquarters, mm-hmm. and they are introducing him to uh, Dr. Malcolm's protege, uh, whose name I'm not going to remember. And in walks Dodson. Ramsey. And Ramsey. Thank you. In walks Dodson to talk to Dr. Grant and Dr. Sattler, and he has this exchange with Ramsey that goes like this. Well, you're in good hands with Ramsey. He's a good... Uh, scientist he's a good uh person and uh i have a lot of faith in him and uh ramsey do you do you have everything you need are we gonna have the the meeting later do you do you have one of the bars my food do you have food should i get food do you have it anyway i uh i gotta go like i just uh my mom's calling me i uh but food no okay and he just kind of scurries off like a cockroach that someone turned the lights on mm-hmm. on and he's like it's the most and we're all including the two that are in that like space with them we're all kind of like looking at him like dude you all right mm-hmm. <laughs> what mm-hmm. is going on that's in no this exaggeration moment? that's no that's i wish that i could say that doug was exaggerating Not but that all. was literally the scene it's like, the same to the t yeah and, and where i'm confused is when you introduce a character with those kind of characteristics, right? Obvious characteristics, right? I'm expecting it to tie into something because right. he's like this throughout the whole movie. And I yeah. still don't understand why. Like it was like he couldn't make the he was the CEO. He's the big bad yeah. man. Yeah. And he was okay with the sending the money to kidnap and all of this other shit to kidnap the dinosaur and the on the kid. Yep. But when it came to making a decision about evacuation, he couldn't make his own decision and then started freaking out like he had like he just I don't, he under, was like, I don't like he was overwhelmed with the weight of having yeah. to make the decision, which I get it's hard, but there's a part of me that's like, dude, you've been pitched as this like all powerful guy mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who knows how to run shit. Mm-hmm. This is not consistent. The other thing is is that like He's playing a character that was introduced in the original Jurassic Park. Mm-hmm. So for those of you that don't know, the original Jurassic Park, Park, the evil corporation is InGen. InGen is like is is that evil corporation. Dotson is introduced in Costa Rica when he meets Nedry and he's playing an executive for Biosyn telling Nedry how he can steal some of the embryos, right? And take them off to another place. Yep. What ends up happening is that I guess over time we are to believe that as InGen fades away and bio com- Biosyn comes to rise, that he gets into this CEO role. He was cool, calm, and collected and suave as fuck in that original Jurassic Park. And now you've got him like, gee, shucks. Oh, man, I don't know. Am I, is, are you okay? Am I okay? Do you need food? I need food. Where's food at? Like all of that bullshit, it just it's not, not consistent. Good. And it's it feels it feels like again, you were like, call him Dotson, just as a nod to Jurassic Park. Yeah. You didn't need to do that. You called a call to call him Henry. I wouldn't mm-hmm. give a shit. Mm-hmm. Like, and so there's a part of me that's like, this was this was insane. Which brings me played. to my beef. 
with this. Yeah. The over nodding to the original. Yeah. You bought back the OGs. Okay, yeah. great. Appreciate that. You bought back the big Thanks. three. We, we love that. It. That was awesome. And it's only right when you're ending the Jurassic era for you to bring back the big mm-hmm. three. I got it. But after seeing Top Gun Maverick, which yep. is which is I, for me will be the base for how to make a new movie yeah. while making it its own thing and nodding at the original. It's gonna be it's gonna be my base from legacy now because they did it right. Stuff. Yep. Legacy sequel stuff right here. Okay, so. Jurassic Park does it this entire movie where they continuously bring up things that either was mentioned in the first three or somewhere. It's like they forgot we are six movies. We are six movies into Jurassic movies. Yeah. And you expect me to remember every single reference. Or dinosaur for that matter. Or a god that was my second point. So this movie, they overly nod <laughs> at the originals and they keep nodding at hey yeah, hey yeah, hey yeah. Almost to the point where it's like, sorry, is there a crick in your neck? Because you just you're not focusing on the story mm-hmm. that you're supposed to tell, which is dinosaurs. You're so busy nodding at the original, and your original three carry at least half of this movie. They're carrying all of it. This is not a storyline about Owen Claire. Nope. Or 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 anybody else who is new who has been introduced. Nope. This is let's close out a story from twenty years ago. Yep. As if that's what we asked for. It's not. You introduced nope. these characters. Totally. I didn't ask for that shit. So I'm expecting Owen and Claire to first of all either be together or don't. I don't understand what they keep. They referenced in the beginning their relationship like it's weird and it's like it's not weird. It's just it's different. You two are parenting a whole child. One that you both collectively made the decision to kidnap. I think Maisie may have also agreed to leave with them because she didn't have anybody else. Marcus, in every state in this union, if you ask someone, hey, you're under 18, would you like to come with me? Um, That doesn't sound good at all. They could say, yep, absolutely. I'd love to come with you to go fly kites. Yeah, not okay. Like okay, right. they're supposed to have she's a clone, though, Doug. They're trying to keep. So the what clone is she not thing. a person then? I, that's <laughs> hey, that's what the whole premise of this movie is. I guess is her trying to figure that shit out, which is another thing. Oh, just, oh, Lord. she. They spend half. They spend a little quarter of this movie of her trying to find herself. They, she's <laughs> trying to grapple with the weight of being seen as a clone, and she's like. Well, you know, I, I mean, she even outright at one moment goes, well, I guess I'm just not a person. And literally mm-hmm. Laura Dern was like, what the fuck are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what What do you mean you're not a person? Mm-hmm. You're a person. Like, stop it. But so this person a- also wants to be out in the world. So I don't understand how you want both. Like, what? I know she's 14, but there are some smart 14 year olds out here, y'all. They're. Every, all they're not all delusional. Smart. All kids are smart. They're not as delusional no. as you yeah. think. No. So to have a moment where she's like, I want to see the rest of the world and then have a moment where, I don't know, maybe it does make sense that she wants to know who she is while also seeing the rest of the world. I get that. Like, I, I mean, get to see that. She grew, she grew up. I mean, I think the... And this is just goes to like I think how clumsily her like arc or the mm-hmm. end of her arc was written. Mm-hmm. Is it they just said like, oh, you're not a clone. She gave birth to you. Mm-hmm. And I think when you framed it that way, she was like, Well, then no wonder I don't feel like I know who I am. I never knew who my mom was. Mm-hmm. 
they just never put that in front of you in a way in which that's digestible. No, they put no. it to you in this sense of like, oh, she's just being an asshole yeah. who's not listening and doesn't understand the weight of the implication. And it's only till halfway. It's like, see why I was being an asshole? It's because I didn't know who I was. And it's like, okay, I guess I can forgive you for that. But then there's this whole like, you're my parents. You're not my parents. I don't want you to be my parents. We're not your parents. Like this whole parent. They said the word parents too many fucking too times many in this movie. In a dinosaur movie. And I like, was just. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. No, I don't. And then th- referencing uh-huh. dinosaurs. An entire movie uh-huh. to people like me. I was Doug. Doug was the dinosaur guy. He said that, and yeah. he knew it. He was he helping me this entire movie. He was helping me like yeah. figure this whole thing out. Okay. And when they said a dinosaur, he would explain to me. One time, I said, "Oh, that's a bronchiosaurus." He told me, "No, that's not a bronchiosaurus because bronchiosauruses have longer necks." I was They're like, "Oh shit, a little different." That's okay. Yeah. But what they were doing was they would say a dinosaur's name so quick. A long ass dinosaur. So name. quietly. So quickly, so quietly, casually in conversation. Like the entire world has an encyclopedia encyclopedia on all of the dinosaurs that right. now exist. Right. Yeah. Like the the plank the want the wanda wise is her name. Okay. Oh, I'm so glad I'm so glad you got to her because I'm surprised we've gone this long without you talking about her. Uh, I just didn't want to do this shit, man. <laughs> just did not want to do this shit especially to a black woman in a leading role and it's not her i'm gonna say that it's not her nope it's not her it's, it's not gotta her be the writing okay and yeah. and and it's oh my god okay they reference here's marcus's point they reference it in the dinosaurs the entire month the entire time i don't know dinosaurs yeah so they don't stand next to a dinosaur and reference it they mention it in conversation and expect me to remember which was which yeah they, there was like, a battle with three apex dinosaurs at the end and guess which ones i knew the goddamn tyrannosaurus rex because that's the only one i'm familiar yeah, with yeah yeah well and the other one whose name they said eight different times a giga, a giga, a giga to, it's I, a, I mean, a, Gigantosaurus, I think is the way they said the it. Joker dinosaur. And then there's oh, one with Lady Lord Hayden. help us with that. But you're right. The plane ride, they're like, she's on the plane. She's like, oh, I guess that thing's been turned off. We have to be careful for Quest of Clouds. And you're like, and he's like, what? It, good, good God bless you. Like, I'm sorry. What? And they're like, like you, what did and you they never that? talk to her again. And then you see this big, scary flying dinosaur. And you're like, you can't even say that you know who it is or what it is. You're just like, Oh, that's a scary flying one. And there's a part of me of like, if you're going to do a movie about dinosaurs, Mm -hmm. I can go on Apple TV Mm -hmm. and learn a lot about some of these dinosaurs Mm -hmm. for five 99 for $5. And that's for an entire month. Mm -hmm. And I can watch it as many times as I want. You have to be more careful with this shit. Mm -hmm. You can't just say like, Oh, that's for that one. Like, because there are going to be people who want to learn more about dinosaurs yeah. when they see them, especially younger people that mm-hmm. want to maybe know more about it. It just feels so fantastical. So before you get into the to the pilot, we talked a lot when we talked about Top Gun Maverick mm-hmm. that they did an outstanding job taking you from and, and letting you not understand or believe whether it was real or fake. Mm hmm. What this movie fucked up, I think, is they said they didn't take enough care with, like, the science. In some parts, they took so much care with the science. And in Mm -hmm. other parts, they took no care with the science where they were like, oh, so they're just making this up. 
as they go. Yep. And then all of the science stuff, including dinosaur names, including the cloning, including the genetics, including mm-hmm. all of it, felt like we just make this shit up. Mm-hmm. They talked about viruses, gene editing, dinosaurs, mm-hmm. and cloning. Please and... do not forget about the ecological. They kept saying the goddamn word, talking up the ecolog- ecological system. And the ecological system, the eco- ecology, eco- yeah. and, and, and global food chains. Yes. Like All of that has some scientific backing to it. And they talked about seven different things, and they just, you needed to pick two. Two. You didn't need to explain the dinosaurs, so pick two of those things and dive in. We can't do six scientific principles in one movie. We just don't have the brain for it. And you should have made it a part one and a part two. Here's what, and and I would have been fine. It would have, I would have been fine with a part one and a part two. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm getting more comfortable with this because I don't know if I said this on air. I'm watching all the Mission Impossibles. I just randomly decided to watch all of the Mission Impossibles. Right? Y'all know how I get, I get in a rabbit hole, and so. I am now at this point where I'm like, man, I really enjoy that they stick to their main storyline. They, they don't stick, they, they don't quit they, from it. They don't waver from it. If this is the mission, if you choose to accept it, this is the mission. And by yeah. any means, you got to solve the mission. Will it pivot from that? Yes, but to tie back into the mission. Yes. This yeah. entire movie skipped the dinosaurs. I mean, to either try to deliver some type of worldly message i guess some type of i don't lesson life lesson message or scientific point to show that yes we know science because all of these things will be affected if dinosaurs are introduced which it may be true but we don't have time for that right well and again the big scary moment was supposed to be gigantosaurus or giganotosaurus or however they were saying it and this was the one that colin trevorrow went on record saying that he wanted to be the joker version of a dinosaur and you saw this person, you saw that dinosaur for all of 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. It was moving in slow motion. So it felt more like 30 minutes when it, when it actually first appeared. But it was, it was two, it was 10 minutes worth of sequence time. Yeah. Your two big scary dinosaurs in the original were the T-Rex, which you got a shitload of screen time for and Velociraptors, which were the entire third act of that movie. So you basically said, like, you basically said in your dinosaur movie when you were making it, the dinosaurs aren't important. And that is where you fucked it up. Yep. Yep. You ignored the dinosaurs. Now, I'm going to make a point as oh. we are an hour in. The, I didn't even know what the, the character's name was until now. But DeWanda Wise plays <laughs> Kayla Watts. Yeah. And Kayla Watts is a pilot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kayla Watts' plot line is this. She flew in some cargo for the bad people. Yep. Okay. And it was the Raptor. It was Beta. I think she flew in Beta because they flew them two, they flew up separately. Yes. So she got $50,000 to fly in Beta on her ship. Yep. And it landed and they were paying her. And in the process of paying Kayla, Kayla sees Maisie and asks the person that's paying them, who's a, clearly a bad person, because Kayla <laughs> says later, I started doing shady shit because I needed some more money. So she knows it's a bad person, sees the little girl, and says, who is that? And he says, mind your business. And she says, okay, and then leaves. <laughs> so then she runs into Claire inside this secretive place where they say, don't talk to anybody, Claire, when you go in here. Okay? She goes into there. It's like an underground dinosaur fighting arena thing, breeding place. She goes. It and- was the most icely spaceport 
but for dinosaurs. Yes. Yep. Yep. That's what exactly what, That's it, what was. it was. She Not to make Claire, everything Star Wars, but she sees Claire walk in, meets Claire in the bathroom. Claire didn't even know she existed. Meets Claire in the bathroom and says, "What are you doing around here?" And then Claire answers the question, and then Claire proceeds to then question, looking for her daughter. Says, yep. "Have you seen this person?" Then Kayla says, "Don't talk to me," and tries to run away. I'm so- excuse me, what? And up until this point, by the way, Claire listened to zero of those instructions. She is showing this girl's picture to everybody in that hideout. And she is talking to every person after Owen's friend explicitly said, like, don't fucking say anything. Like, we're working on an undercover operation. Knock it off. The CIA, mind you. It's the CIA. (laughs) The CIA agent told you don't talk to anybody. We don't want to give away our cover. You ignored all that shit. Of course, destruction breaks out, right? Here's the thing, Kayla. Keep going with Kayla. Kayla then sees the picture from Claire and all of a sudden feels discomfort and feels, I guess, bad for seeing the the girl get taken away and decides to help them and then ends up in the adventure the whole time. Here's what made me upset. One, the character was pointless. Didn't need it. It could have been anybody. Oh, yeah. But because it was a black woman, and this is me as a black man. Sure. It almost felt like her character was written overly black. They set black people back at least 40 years with this it's, portrayal of this character. The the dialogue in it was so unnatural. And it was kind of yeah. I don't it didn't feel natural to me at least. Maybe that's maybe that was Dewanda's take on the character. I don't know if somebody told her to do it or it was her take. This is my personal opinion on it. I didn't like it because they say something about headphones in it. Owen picks up the headphones in the plane. Da, 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 da. She's smacking on his gum. Oh, da, 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 those they headphones don't, they, don't work. They, don't work. they broke. That's literally how they said it. That's okay. how she said it. Right. And during the entire movie, it's supposed to be, I guess, com- com- comedic relief. Here's the one thing about Verm theaters. Verm, Vermilion theaters, the people in it don't react the way that they would maybe in a bigger theater if mm-hmm. it's packed on opening night. Yeah. So where you know that this is supposed to be a line that is supposed to be laughed at by the entire theater. Yeah. Instead, I'm hearing it, and it's the most awkward shit ever. Yeah. And it was I mean, multiple points that she kept doing that. And and the other thing is, it's like it's not like you were absent of choices. No, you could have said like, okay, let's get let's hop on the headphones. And she goes, they don't work. He goes, they don't work. She could have made a comment like, yeah. you get what you pay for, knowing that they're on a free ride. Mm-hmm. That's now a lot funnier. But you did the gum smacking. They broke. They broke. And then the other thing, she was just. It, it just it was such a bad look it and, and he did this other thing where it was like that's not the vibe in here yeah what? yeah i you're don't a know, fucking no. pilot yeah and you're talking about your cockpit and someone's yeah. walking in being like oh wow this is interesting or i don't even remember the context all i remember was that's not the vibe in here i was like what is this I, what are we doing here in this moment i don't and i would i'm going to be pissed if somebody asked her to act like that Oh, like yeah, that's because bad. how do you? That's why I have to assume she took creative freedom and and wanted to make it maybe something that felt realistic. I guess it's also my same problem with Tyrese in Fast Ten, <laughs> and and I said the same thing. I just did not feel like these characters for them to be black leads are. They didn't feel organic to me. She right. was a pilot in the military. 
talking about then they had this whole awkward scene with whoever the lady was on the radio the one the the, the something Danae from the park and i was like what denise. The fuck? denise denise don't make me we need a land right now and they saying no you can't land in this area you Denise, don't make around. me spill the tea don't, like it was some bullshit oh like that and i was like what is happening here I just and then, like, it's not funny it's not again it's not fun and not just because she's what i think is overly acting black it's just not funny well and on top of that my issue with it is you took a character that could have been a role model that could have been a like this could have been a moment where you could have shown people like hey look that she's a she can be a lead and she can be a mm-hmm. hero mm-hmm. you could have pushed against the hollywood grain and said like she's a strong black character who was a pilot who mm-hmm. had a military background who was able to step up and be a leader in a tensious situation who doesn't get eaten by a fucking dinosaur. Mm-hmm. And you undid all of it mm-hmm. by making her see things like, Ooh, I like redheads too. What the fuck are you yeah. doing here? Yeah. You didn't give a shit at all about no. any other component of her identity. It was like, well, let's make her the competed com- comedic relief, but also not. Yeah. And it- the only reason she did what she did was because, she felt guilty about watching the dog, but that's the role that you accepted. You said you did bad things that you were flying for the bad people for some extra funds. And then all of a sudden you saw the picture and you felt bad. Sorry, you were in the military. Your parents are also a picture on your, like on your, your steering plane. wheel. Yeah. I saw that. Yeah. And, and you didn't give any context to this character. You randomly introduced a character, had them there the whole entire time. Like you did it with Ramsey. I understood Ramsey's motive. Oh, I knew I knew his motive right away. I got it. They introduced it. They said he felt bad. He didn't like the shit. Cool. And then that was it. And then I he just, learned I it from like it. and he learned it from Dr. Malcolm. Oh, yeah. They like did it. so much better with Ramsey yeah. than they did with her, which yeah. is just like, why would you do that to a black woman in a movie these days? Like, no. not even not even like these days. Like, period. Why would you like, do that? Why would you do that? First, okay, let's even let's take away the race things. And if, if you go make that a thing, why would you do that to a character in general? That great point. Because yeah. the character itself seemed pointless. Anybody could have flew the plane and you could have gone through that whole movie, not to take away a job. I'm glad she got the bag and I'm glad she got paid. And I'm, I'm all of that. Mm-hmm. I'm all big supporter of DeLonda Wise. Congratulations on this role. But I'm thinking from a, a movie perspective, mm-hmm. you could have gone through that whole movie and every scene that she was in, take out the line, edit her out, Photoshop her out. And it would have been the same exact movie. I mean, she was a MacGuffin. The only reason why she was there was to get herself was to get them to the island. That was it. She could have died right after that. That any the any plane? as any down. character. Yeah. The plane went down. They weren't even wet when they went into the water. They got out. Everything was fucking fine. Yeah. That person could have died, and Owen yeah. could have just gotten out and did the icing. Literally, Doug. I replayed the icing in my head, and I said, "You know what? Owen could have did that scene by himself." Uh, yeah, yeah, Pointless. absolutely. You could have had both of them get a parachute and she could have been killed off when it crashed. Yeah, not saying, and that's not what I wanted, but her character felt so, like they didn't make a point for her character to be there. There, I mean, she offered nothing. I mean, like I Outside said, Outside of she, being the pilot. Who flew, who knew how to get there. That was it. And the only reason she got there was because, like you said, she felt bad. Here's the other thing that I'm going to say to transition us sort of to like my last piece of this that I think is weird. If you remember the end of Jurassic Park, mm-hmm. everybody except for Hammond, Grant, Sattler, and Malcolm died. Mm-hmm. 
everybody else died. There were four people left at the end of that movie. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park 2, I think there are maybe three. And Jurassic Park 3, there is a handful. Maybe two. Yeah. Maybe two. Say, yeah, the dad. It many. was the dad. The, it was like four, maybe. Do you understand that the plane flying off of that Biosyn Island looked like a fucking clown car? Mm-hmm. There were eight people in that plane. Everybody survived. So you mean to tell me that they are on a they are in an in a sanctuary where humans don't go? This is they even make a point of it. Doctor Sattler goes, "You don't let humans in there, do you?" And and Ramsey goes, "Oh no, not at all." Mm-hmm. Like, and everybody makes it. Everybody. Like everybody. Everybody. You have arguably the point that you made with this, Colin Trevorrow. We got ourselves a Jokosaurus. Like, and that motherfucker didn't eat anybody. He's they continuously mention how he's the biggest carnivore on planet the, Earth. The most the largest carnivore on planet Earth. A threat. The apex of apex predators. And they dodged this motherfucker in a one-on-one. And they were able to just scurry around him. And also. I didn't realize that dinosaurs could take sides in a fight. I was under the impression that these were creatures and they just kind of did whatever. But do you mean to tell me that Mr. Long Fingernails Dinosaur and T-Rex were like tag team champions on the fucking Gigasaurus, Gigantosaurus or whatever it is? All of that was just like a someone needed to die. Yeah, this literally felt like what Brian was saying, like somebody was playing with dinosaurs, like <laughs> if, like dinosaur toys, and Colin, was just making shit up as they went. Colin Trevorrow bought a box of plastic dinosaurs, and he wrote names on the side of them, mm-hmm. and then he just would go to playgrounds and give them to kids. Mm-hmm. And he'd pull out his notebook, and he'd just be like, now what happens? Mm-hmm. <laughs> You just write this shit down. I take pencils to the fingers of mine so they look like blades. Oh, yeah, write that down. That's good stuff. These two, they're on the same team, and these are the good ones, and Mm -hmm. this one's the bad one. It's the bad one. He's bad because he's like Joker. Yeah, he's bad. This Batman team. He like stabs him with him at the end. Ooh, that's gruesome. Should there be any blood? No. No blood. Or a dinosaur that you thought broke his jaw and neck and all of a sudden gets a Rocky Balboa type. Now, now, hold on, Danny. Danny, right? Now, like, what if we said that there were humans Danny. like running around? Do you think the humans would make it? Yeah, they'd make it. Great. Love Great. it. Dr. Grant says, oh, this shit. isn't about us. And then they start running while the three dinosaurs then fight each other in the middle of a ring. I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, that's a line that needs to be yelled. Like, like if she had said, I needed him to her to be like, this isn't about us. And then she needed to try to leave. And I needed him to scream it like, this isn't about us. This isn't about us. But I, that, I mean, all of it. I mean, I would have, the person, there were a few people who needed to die. One of them was Wu. The only other person who died was, was Dotson. And Dotson died because he had to die because yeah. that's the way these movies work. Yep. But Wu needed to die. Yep. I would have even been fine if Malcolm died. Yeah. I would have, if Ramsey would have died too, I would have, I would have enjoyed that. Um, even though you know, black, I'm glad the black guy lived to the end, but, but they all lived, they all they all lived. That makes you know what that makes this it it makes it non appealing, not not non appealing. It doesn't feel like there's any um sacrifice or reward. The you stakes, just, you, the stakes, you are too a perfect low. Movie. there are, yeah, there's no stakes. That's what there's it no, is. there's no like 
and here's the other thing. It's it, all you did was punish the people who you thought needed punishment. Yeah. And that try what that does is it makes dinosaurs good or bad. Again, I do not like to compare it to the original Jurassic Park, but it's mm-hmm. my favorite. And it is the sixth movie in this line of movies. Mm-hmm. Jurassic Park worked because it was like, these are wild animals. Yes. There's even a line in the original Jurassic Park where it says, like, I think Dr. Sedler says, like, these are wild animals. They will defend themselves if necessary. She's talking mm-hmm. about the plant life. Mm-hmm. That same rule. You set up a rule for the rest of this movie yep. that you never needed to listen to again. Mm-hmm. Like, just or be- you could just put your hand up. Yeah, this yeah. is just all of it. Yep. I'm so I literally, you know, I wish that I could explain as a lover of movies and a lover of Jurassic Park as a franchise. Yeah. Because, I mean, you ask me, I can rewatch the original three yeah. all day long. The number one, I can rewatch the original number one literally multiple times. Jurassic I, I like World is even not that bad. I could Jurassic watch... World ain't that yeah. bad, no. Yeah. And Fallen Kingdom wasn't even that bad. Like, of course, you're going to be nitpicky about it because mm-hmm. it kind of runs away. But this movie, y'all, is incredibly bad for it to be titled Jurassic World Dominion yeah. and to be the end of the Jurassic era. I, I need all of you listeners to understand what it was like seeing this movie because I've seen some bad movies. Yeah. I've seen some bad movies with Marcus before. Yeah. But I need what all of you to understand what this is like to see this with him yesterday. There were moments where I'm watching the movie and I can feel somebody looking at me and it's after something happened. <laughs> and Marcus is just doing this, like looking at me like, um, uh, yeah, yeah. I just, I literally for five minutes, I put my shirt, I flipped my shirt, the bottom of my shirt over my head. And I just, I just sat like that for literally like three minutes. Yeah. Because I, I've never seen Marcus be so exasperated by a movie before. When we, But when we left though, here's the other thing. When we left the theater, yeah. the people that were sitting in front of us, I think they were sitting in front of us or behind us. Maybe they asked us like, they know we do the podcast and they know we need, like, they mm-hmm. know about films of black and white. They were asking, like, what did y'all think about the movie? And I was like, I didn't really care for it because I didn't know what kind of respect. I like to be respectful in case they enjoyed it. I was like, me and Doug were like, eh, you know, we didn't really care for it. They were like, yeah, what did you think of the movie? We asked them and they were like, we just, we didn't like it. It's there- too much going on and the acting just didn't seem good. My favorite was the guy who was getting into his, into his car. I don't know if he was a football player or not, but he looked mm-hmm. like a football player. He said, he said, I don't know. It just felt like there was too much going on. Like he was, he was so nice about it. Like he was just like, I don't know. I feel like there was too yeah. much going on. And I was like, yeah. it's cause there fucking was too much. Yeah. And you and I like walked away, like glad it wasn't yeah, us. Like, yeah. so. Cause I literally thought I was just picking this shit apart to be funny, but man, I, it just was not good. It was dumbfoundingly was bad. Yeah. Yeah. I, I called it gratuitous. There yeah. were just moments where it was just, it like you said it not that it was overly bad but it just felt like it was it felt like it was just trying but yeah, it just didn't hard. it tried not even like too hard it just tried and didn't care if it was successful yeah. and I, again if you're trying new things and you're trying to take things out there that's fine but you abandoned a lot of the things that mm-hmm. worked really really well mm-hmm. in the original five the five before it and you just left those and said, let's do something completely different. And kudos to you for being a mold breaker. But you, there are sometimes the things Man. work because they work. I feel bad for 
the, those leads like Chris Pratt and more specifically Chris Pratt and Bryce Dallas Howard, because this mm-hmm. is supposed to be their run. And it just did yeah, not really. feel like the epic conclusion to their trilogy that right. those two are the leads of. I feel bad for Ramsey. I feel bad for the the woman yeah, playing DeWanda the pilot, Wise, to be, yeah. DeWanda Wise. I feel bad for the two of them again. And I feel bad for them because it was like, they were like, wow, I'm going to be in a big deal summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. And then they end up like getting, having to stay either say stupid shit or they're just not featured as much as they could have been. There was or yeah. not enough context. Ramsey could have been a better character, but he just, I don't know. It felt like he was just missing something. There was nothing that tied me to any character. No, that's what it was, except the originals. And that was nostalgia. Yeah, nostalgia t- kicked in there. And I will say, you know, uh, uh, Jeff Goldblum had some. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Good, and he good. was the audience. And yeah, he was. Yeah. He portrayed what the audience was thinking in my mind. Well, especially good. with that comment, like where he was like, oh, you had a commitment to a dinosaur. He was mm-hmm. like, I had a dog that, that humped my leg until it, it, it until it hurt my shin. That that was fun. Like that 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 kind of stuff was very much like you trying to connect us to this mm-hmm. moment that we're not going to be able to understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry, y'all. This I just is, didn't like it. No, it, I not nope. not for me. It is in theaters. Yeah. Check it out for yourself. Let us know what you thought. Um, I'm not sure if it's gonna. It'll probably go to Paramount Plus. I feel like if it goes anywhere, won't it? Or I'll, Amazon Prime also has. I think. Somebody has a deal. Movies. Somebody has a deal somewhere. There's somebody yeah. who has a deal somewhere. Whether it's Peacock, it, Peacock is where it will more than likely go if it goes anywhere. Oh, that's true. Because it's universal. Let's now. We said the epic conclusion to the Jurassic era. Now I know what this means. Eventually, Jurassic Park will get made again. We know that. Oh uh, yeah. Years from now, maybe yeah. when I'm older and I'm a father or whatever the case may be. This will come back around because the premise is always there. I don't know if you recreate it or you add to the story or whatever the case may be. Sure. But let's leave this one alone for a little bit. Let's yeah, let this franchise it. just like sit. Let it breathe. Do the cartoons and stuff on Netflix for the kids and continue to do that kind of stuff. Yeah. But like, let's just let this one let like let's just let it breathe. Let's let's yeah. let it go. Yeah. And don't and don't rush to do don't rush to do like a mini series. Yeah, no. We don't don't, don't rush to do a mini series. Mm-hmm. Don't rush to do a mm-hmm. Maisie is now like w- like finding herself while working to help dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. Like we don't need a Netflix show about this. No, we don't I'm need good. a Peacock exclusive. Like I'm don't good. don't do this. I'm all set. Like I'm just good. let it breathe for a little while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's fine. But Marcus, anything else that you'd like to say about uh, Jurassic World Dominion? Go see it for yourself. Go see it for yourself. Don't take our word for it. You know, we just here to give our opinions. It's our podcast. We can do what the fuck we want on here. That's true. But you, as a listener, faithful listener, as we appreciate you as we do, mm-hmm. should go see it for yourself. Go see it for yourself. Watch it and 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 let us know how you feel about it. And if you want to wait, wait till it comes out on video. Like if you're like, wow, that doesn't yeah. sound like it's worth a theater. That's mm-hmm. fine. That's your choice. Mm-hmm. But make up your own mind. And sure. yeah, um, Marcus, anything that you have to plug for this particular week man i don't know you know always follow the mantra never offended always humble number one you know what i mean life is yeah. coming at you fast but you just follow the mantra it'll help you get through it a little bit longer go buy yourself some gear from the store um that link is in my bio follow me everywhere at marcus j destin don't forget to follow us on all of our socials films in black and white on facebook films in black and white on instagram and films in b underscore w on twitter all right Absolutely. oh and tiktok films in black and white on tiktok as well absolutely um 
if you like nerdy things and you like crafts yeah. and you like delicious recipes, head over to thelovenerds.com. Check out all the great things that Maggie has to offer over there. Um, it's summertime, so it's a great chance to get some recipes, maybe some stuff to grill outside. Maybe when you're, you're having friends over, you want to make some delicious cocktails. Check out all that Maggie has to offer there. And as Marcus, uh, Marcus stated, be sure to check out Films in Black and White wherever you listen to your podcast. The best way to support us is by leaving us a review or sharing us with a friend. Also, again, sign up for the Patty family is also a great way. But if you're looking for a free way, those are the way to do it. That's Marcus, the way to do it. We have a three-step process to success. We do. Can you relegate us with, your, with our first step, sir? Of course. The first step is to read a book in memory and in uh, fandom of Brian Roush. Not memory. He's not dead. He's, he's very, much, he's very dead. much alive. He's not dead. Um, but read a book. That book, you can create your own better dinosaur movie. It's true. In your head by reading a book, maybe about dinosaurs or reading the Jurassic Park novels or, you know, yeah. the graphic, making a graphic novel. Do whatever it is you need to do. But if you read a book, you can create your own perfect movie and perfect world in your head. Nobody can tell you wrong when it's you reading the book. That's true. You write your own stories inside you your head. Your yeah, absolutely. Um, step two is drink some water. Y'all, yeah. it is. It was 100 degrees today here. <laughs> literally, literally. We are we are in in as as Marcus posted to his Instagram today. We are in Mordor territory <laughs> at this point in time. Like <laughs> it is too that? hot. That was so yeah, that's hilarious. Um, we need, you need to drink some water before your lips get chapped <laughs> and you just run out of steam like those poor two hobbits. Yes. So just drink some water, take care of yourself, mm -hmm. make sure you stay hydrated. It's important. Mm -hmm. Don't get sick by getting heat stroke or heat exhaustion or whatever. Just right. drink a glass of some water and stay hydrated because it's, important. it's important. Um, and and our third step is to wash your ass. Yeah, I gotta Look, wash your ass man. again. The stink is real. When it's a hundred degrees outside, just because it's that hot, it don't mean it's still it. It kills the stink in the mm -hmm. crack of your ass. You're gonna have to do that yourself. Yeah, nothing is gonna do that for you. So, nope. get yourself some Irish Spring or some Dove soap, a washcloth. Get up in it and and go to bed feeling fresh, or wake up in the morning feeling fresh, depending yeah. on on when you prefer to shower. So when it's this hot, sometimes twice. Yeah, sometimes. Really yeah, nothing wrong with showering twice. Now I tell you, no, that. no, 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 no. Sometimes you just gotta. So, um, but yeah, wash your ass. Um, we will be back next week uh, yeah. as a trio um, to talk all things movies. So join us next week. Um, and in the meantime, and in the between time, mm -hmm. stay safe. Stay healthy. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And we'll catch y'all next week. Yeah, man. I'm about to go write my own Jurassic Park movie. You should. Just to be spiteful. You should. I'd love to.